You know, the biggest lesson I learned that I need to stay in my lane and do my thing. And sometimes it's not good to look back because when you look back and concentrate at your competitors, you forget your goal and where you're going at. That was number one. Number two is that you just have to keep pushing because not everyone is going to be your cheerleader. Now, not everyone's going to say, oh, we love mom says. Um, So you will get that negativity. You will get people that don't support you. And that's okay because you're not everyone's cup of tea. You are listening to the Journey on Earth, the podcast, where each week I, the host, Olerato, uncover journeys in wellness, business, parenthood, and so much more. I created this podcast that will not only validate and value our stories, but will motivate us to have the courage to continue to build the stories we want for ourselves. From time to time, I like bringing you some deep dive conversations with incredible guests to uncover their journeys and topics highlighted. They also share their secrets to cultivating a good life. So tune in for some good conversation every Tuesday. You know what they say it's common between starting off a business and becoming a first-time mom? You'll do all the possible mistakes in the world and the journey can become hella lonely if you don't have a tribe to help you go through the journey. And then it gets overwhelming. And after all the trials and errors, you finally find what works. But if you are lucky, you find the platform that simplifies it all for you in the beginning. And for motherhood, that is mom says. It's a platform created for mothers by mothers. And that is why in today's podcast, I needed to have a woman who pioneered this platform. She was recently named Forbes Top 30 Under 30 in the business category. And her journey only started with just a blog, which she then built a beautiful community of mothers. I sat down with Sinead Vijendranas to talk about her entrepreneurial journey and how it all began. And of course, we spoke about motherhood and all the lessons in between. I'm a lover of wisdom and this is one of those good conversations, so do enjoy. I'm really so excited to have you here and um, I want to first actually thank you for coming and for helping me warm up to you guys. You came with your husband. (laughs) (laughs) I heard about you from so many mothers oh wow and i had to have you here because some mothers do listen to this podcast and i thought let me just have shanae here and talk about mom says a lot of first-time mothers do feel a sense of loneliness when they don't know what they're doing and the journey that they're getting into Mm -hmm. and when i heard of you and the community that you've built around motherhood i found that so beautiful really so oh, thank, thank you, you so much for coming here, Sinead. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. So before we dive deep into the conversation, I always want to get my guests to actually introduce themselves the way they want to. So who is Sinead? Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. Uh, Sinead is a mom of three kids. So I have a six-year-old, four-year-old, and two-year-old. I'm a young mom. Well, well Oh, yeah, seven-year-old. Okay, <laughs> 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 you just turned seven. Yes, wow. He has to remind me of that. Okay, so yes, a seven-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old. I'm a young mom. I started my entrepreneurship journey very young, Mm. actually, when I was in primary school. I've always loved business, everything around it. And I'm very passionate about what I do. Mm. Like, I always knew one day I would have my own business. That has been my mindset from school. And uh, I put a lot of effort and energy into trying to build my own business. So I would say I had like two previous businesses before mm. this actually it happened. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a go-getter, uh, quite competitive. And, you know, honestly, being a mom in business hasn't been the easiest journey for me, but I love what I do. I'm I'm very excited about what I do and especially the people that I meet, the mm-hmm. women that I meet, you know, that gets me very excited knowing that I'm not alone in this journey. And I think that's why having a community is so important for me. I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with the right people yeah, and, you know, working together, collaboration over competition. True. Actually, I read that on your blog when you spoke about um, the realities around blogging in South Africa. Yeah. And you spoke about how lonely it was. Actually, speaking about your blog, 
Um, I heard or I read from the blog that you actually started off accidentally. Yeah. Your blogging journey started off accidentally. Please tell me what was the your objective when you started writing? Honestly, I didn't even know it was like proper writing. <laughs> <laughs> if I go back and look at my first post, I think it was like, hi guys, how are you? Like, you know, um, I didn't know what a blog really was. All mm. I knew was at, at that stage of my life, I had a toddler, my daughter, and, you know, I studied event management and then I had this break at home mm. where I was just being a mom, but I knew I wanted to do something more. Like I always had ideas. I had lots of ideas, but trying to execute that was a bit difficult for me. Like, you know, cause I wanted to jump to level five, but mm. you know, I should be, you know, in the beginning. So I said to my husband, you know, I'm, I'm a young stay-at-home mom and I want to make mom friends. That that was my goal. Like, I don't have enough mom friends because all my friends, you know, we're studying and partying and they'll be like, hey, Shan, let's go out. And I'm like, uh, I can't. Wow. Now I have a toddler. Mm. I have responsibilities now. I'm a, I'm a wife. So yeah, it was me basically saying, okay, I'm going to create a website where I can connect with other women and set up play dates. That was the initial idea for you, baby, and I was to just meet women and set up playdates. And then I remember started writing about my experience with my toddler. So I would literally like, write like daily posts saying, so today I did this with my daughter, you know, mm. and she loved this product. And as the days went, I realized that, you know what, I could do a little more. I started off in Tumblr, so it's very different from oh, WordPress yeah. that I'm using now. And then I told my husband, you know, it's not, this platform's not working out for me. Can you give me something more? So him being the techie between us, you know, introduced me to WordPress and bought the domain, set up the theme. And then it's like, you do your thing. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was like, okay, let me just continue. And then I joined, you know, social media as a official blogger and, um, I got to realize that, wow, this is an industry that is growing in South Africa. And there's so much you could talk about on, on a blog. And I started talking more about my experience as a young mom, you know, with the products that I bought, the silly mistakes that I made. Mm. And that just started growing into something, you know. Then all of a sudden I knew I was like, I'm a blogger, <laughs> you know. It was very new to me. Uh, but it took me six months to kind of get the knack of what oh. blogging is about or what I should be blogging about. Um, you how learned to quite connect. quickly then. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm a person that loves researching and doing my homework. Mm. So, you know, I followed a lot of US bloggers uh, to find out a bit about the industry, how it works, you know, where is South Africa at, what type of content uh, people are looking at. You know, I was in the marketing space already because okay. my husband and I we actually have a company together called Vimage Media it's our holdings company now so I was running baby competitions anyway with Vimage Media you know um, I knew social media I, I was very well known on Facebook because I created a page you know mm -hmm. and we had a good following so I leveraged that as well you know I connected with these moms that would enter their kids into our baby competitions and I'd ask them, what does this competition mean to you? Why yeah. do you want to win, you know? And just generally talk about their the lifestyles as moms. What was missing? What was the experience with products? And I think based on that, I, I built You Baby and I. It's like, what do moms want to read about? And how can I share my journey more with them? I think from what you've highlighted already now, what I'm noticing is that, and what I've observed as well, everyone wants to see that you care about them too like yeah and you also sharing your story and becoming relatable with other mothers and in that way i would say that's how you build your community as well because mm. there was a sense of engagement there yes sharing your issues and you know your trials and errors as a mother how would you say that um in a sense you did find fulfillment or were you fulfilled by seeing your blog actually build such great community I think, you know, when you start off, you're not sure what to expect yeah. or, or where it's going. Um, I didn't know that, you know, you could 
earn money from blogging. I didn't know the impact I was having until women would reach out to me and say, Shan, you know, this post touched me. I've been going through this. I think we sometimes forget that people read, but they don't comment or they wouldn't necessarily share. And that doesn't mean they don't like what they read. They're just too afraid to share it with everyone else. Because when you share someone else's personal post, you know, people will see, oh, did she also go through that? That's why she's sharing it. And some people like to keep that private. Yeah. So when I started getting those inbox messages saying, Shan, you know, I know what you're going through. I've been there, experienced that. And you have no idea what an impact you've made for me. And then I'm like, wow, I am actually doing something with this platform. You know, it is actually reaching women and allowing them to share their stories with me and feel safe enough to share that stories with me because they trust me. Yeah. So that was important for me, building a platform, you know, where we trust each other. And I always say this, that it's not just about me. You, baby, and I was never just about me. You know, there's thousands of women that are in this community or this blog. And, you know, we share with each other. Yeah. You mentioned that um, you were actually quite surprised that you could make money from this. Do you still remember your first deal? Wow. Okay. (laughs) That was a long time ago. So, um, yeah, I'm like six and a half years in the industry now. So sure. I remember, yeah, it's it's wow. been a while. The first year I, I made money from my blog. It was very little, but I did. And I think it was a company that I approached um, who said, okay, I'll give you a try. Mm. But the first big highlight for me was getting to work with Volvo. Wow. And they actually approached me. And I was a new blogger then. And, you know, when I got that email, I'm like, wow. Volvo wants to work with me. That was insane. That was insane. Wow. And then, you know, I figured like, oh, okay, you know, this this blogging thing, mm. I can take it like seriously now. It's more than just me sharing my, you know, everyday life. It's actually a career. It's, you know, you can make it a full-time career. And that's what I challenged myself to do. Okay. Can I actually make this a full-time career, you know, and... um can I build something bigger from it? You know, that was always the question is, I don't just want to be a blogger. I'm an entrepreneur. I have that entrepreneur mindset. So I'm always thinking about what's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny that you had like both the entrepreneurial mind and the whole element of being a mother mm. as well and married the two and created something so beautiful. Years later, your blog won awards and then mom says was later than born. Please tell me more about what Mom Say is about and what does it offer in their platform, in your platform. Okay, so Mom Says is very different from You Baby and I. You Baby and I has always been my personal blog where I share all my emotions. Um, Journey has a young mom or what I'm feeling and going through. Where Mom Says is more about everyone else. It's not just about me. And that's where the community comes in big because we try and help first-time moms you know the moms that are thinking about what should i buy for my baby do i need this product do i need to spend that much money on on a stroller you know that's the information we provide so it's basically experienced moms helping first-time moms find the product they need based on recommendations from friends family and other moms you know because i think in today's age we all make those silly purchasing decisions, you know. Yeah. I think it's worth it. And as a first-time mom, you get so hyped up about it. You know, you want to buy the best of the best for your child. And literally everything. Yes, exactly. Everything. And then two kids down, you're like, oh my God, why did I waste so much of money? So that's where Mom Says comes in, just helping you make the smart shopping decisions and finding out what are the trending products in South Africa, you know, which are the best brands in South Africa. Mm. And for me, I didn't see enough of that. Yes, there's there's so much information out there. It's actually overwhelming. And, you know, that's where the idea for Mom Says came from. If you Google something, you'll mm. find a gazillion articles, but there isn't 
a platform that gives you straight stats that says this is the trending product. Why? Can I tell you what differentiates you guys from the internet? It's because it comes from real moms. Yes. With a real experience. When I saw mom says, I was like, I wouldn't Google this thing to know because I would know that probably it comes from someone who is endorsed by mm-hmm. the brand. Yeah. And I don't know how true is this. But when it comes from a person who's not even endorsed by it, but exactly, you know, just sharing their yeah. experience. So yeah. So, yeah, so that's it. It's it's just the community that's willing to share their experiences mm-hmm. and help you make better purchasing decisions. You know, and and for us is you know it's just providing the information you need at your fingertips, so you don't have to go and search for hours or ask a gazillion questions in the Facebook group where you could just go onto mom says and find the rating and find out why it's doing so well or why it isn't. When you got into this market, I read that you were the first in the market and actually wow. it makes sense because <laughs> <laughs> this is the first platform that I've known of that offers such great service and for moms by yeah. moms. Did you have any fears when you got into a market whereby you were the first in the market? So I think in Africa, mom says uh, the, you know, what we offer could be the first. Mm. You know, we do have a lot of competitors overseas. And I think the scary part is, will this be accepted? You know, because when you build something new, there's there's always that, you know, people get nervous around it, especially us Africans. You know, yeah. we think twice, like, is this legit? Like, what do I get out of it? You know, and one thing I realized is people owe you nothing. You know, and I heard Benang talk about this um, at one of the events that I attended with. Okay. And, she's, and she said that and it stuck with me. That was the only thing that stuck with me uh, because it made so much sense. She's like, people don't owe you their time. Yeah. Even your mother doesn't owe you yeah. her time, you know. So you got to think about how are you serving them and why they should give you that time because mm-hmm. it's so precious. And for me, it was like, why would moms give me their time on mom says, you know, and I need to be serving them. And after doing a ton of research, I think you baby and I was the stepping stone we needed for mom says. Okay. And there was a reason why I had to blog and go through everything I went through with that mm. because it prepared me for mom says, you know, I already knew my market. I knew what they wanted. Um, but I, of course I was nervous, you know, and especially being a startup in the parenting industry, it's still very new-ish. You know, startups are still growing in South Africa. Not a lot of money is going into the parenting industry for startups. That's true. And that was the biggest thing for me is like, I have this dream platform, but I can't build it all on my own because it's it costs a lot of money, you know, and how will I get that support from investors uh, to say that I'm, I'm building this community. So I was very nervous with that. You know, um, it's it's an idea, but, you know, is it big enough that investors will say, okay, we want to put money behind it? But the one thing that helped me throughout this journey is the community, you yeah. know. From day one, when I thought about Mom Says, I went straight to my community and I told them, Moms, I have this idea. You know, we're the tribe. So tribe, we have this idea. Can you help us? Like, tell me what you'd want to see in a platform. And I think I spoke to hundreds of women on on, on the phone. Like, I would call wow. these moms up and I'll just have a conversation with them. You know, and I'll take down notes. What do moms want? What do they want to see? You know, why do they buy certain products? And I used all that information to build stats that could prove that, you know, mom says is needed, um, even though it might be the first in Africa, South Africa, but it's needed because this is what moms want yeah. and this is what they're telling, telling me. So, yeah, it was basically built from you, baby, and I. And it wasn't an easy journey. <laughs> Certainly. I find what you did really very daring when you started off, Mom Says. Like, very daring. Well, it's also nice that it came full circle from your blog. Yeah. That you had built already relationships with other moms. But I really found what you did very daring and so inspiring to me. I don't know. Oh, like, being the you. first in the market. <laughs> that's really big. But what did you have to learn the hardest in this market, in this industry? I think being the first is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Because what I've noticed is ever since Mom Says launched, 
a few others have been popping up, you know. Competitors come up (laughs) quick and fast, you know. And then when you see that, you know you're on the right lane. Yeah. Because you're doing something right for more people that want to get involved. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, the biggest lesson I learned that I need to stay in my lane and do my thing. And sometimes it's not good to look back because when you look back and concentrate at your competitors, you forget your goal and where you're going at. So that was number one. Number two is that you just have to keep pushing because not everyone is going to be a cheerleader. Cheer. Now, not everyone's going to say, oh, we love mom says. Um, so you will get that negativity. You will get people that don't support you. And that's okay because mm-hmm. you're not everyone's cup of tea. Um, and another thing was, you know, you have to have that business mindset where, like for me, it was, you know, blogging shouldn't just be blogging. You should yeah. always build something bigger. Even if you do have a blog, look at it as a brand because you are the brand, yeah. you know. And for me, I am the brand for Mom Says. When people think about Mom Says or you, baby, and I, they think about me. So I had to live that brand and communicate that brand with the tribe who are now our marketers, you know. They go out and introduce new moms in. Yeah, that's and how I found out about you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have we have a, a few mom influencers, mm-hmm. uh, well, we, which we work very closely with for a couple of months. And, you know, these are the moms that are very excited about Mom Says. Mm-hmm. And they're passionate about what we do because we have the same beliefs. And they help us grow the platform, which yeah. is great. And that reminds me that you have to communicate with your audience, you know, you got to be at a level where they are comfortable talking to you and say, oh, you know what, Shan is just like everyone else. You know, I can I can chat and talk to her whenever I want. And that's what we, we've done with Mom Says, you know. Moms can communicate with us whenever they want. You know, we have WhatsApp groups, Facebook groups. So, yeah, it's, a, it's opened for conversation. You know where I saw your character and where I actually thought probably Shanae is an approachable person on YouTube. Really? Because like pictures are very static and yeah. you don't see the character behind. On YouTube when I, because I did my homework. <laughs> you did. I know you did. <laughs> On YouTube when I saw the, I think it was a car conversation with other moms. Oh, yes, yes. And I was like, okay, your personality is so approachable. Mm. And yeah, and indeed, when I approached you, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, thank you so much. What, what, I, I'm a big fan of when you grow, there's some things you learn and there's some things yeah. you unlearn. What would you say were some limitations that you had to unlearn within yourself to actually be where you are right now? Honestly, I think I was very scared. Like, Mm -hmm. I was scared of, you know, people not liking what I'm building. Because I'm the type of person that likes to be everyone's friend in the room. But not everyone wants to be my friend. (laughs) So, yeah. Trying to deal with that personally, having that fear, it's it's quite difficult in the industry that I am because I'm always, you know, pitching to investors or sitting with CEOs in a room. And then they start questioning you, you know. I remember being in a startup competition where they just started questioning me about everything about me, my, you know, my startup. And I like literally froze. And after that day, I was like, what happened to me, you know? Mm. I'm building something that I want to build. Like, this is my dream. But why am I so scared to talk about my dream? Why am I so worried about what everyone else is going to think about my dream? So trying to, you know, teach myself to, Shan, it's okay. People don't like you. You know, Mm. you just got to be yourself and push through. That has been the hardest for me because I still have doubts. Like, I always have doubts. Like, whenever I have an idea or whatever, I'm like, you know, is is it good? Should I continue with it? And I think that's where my tribe came in. Like, you know, the the woman that I surround myself with. Like, I have these days where I just have a breakdown, you know. Mm. I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if mom says it's going to succeed. You know, should I continue or give up? Because you also, you know, when you're building a startup and you're in it full time, you have to think about your kids, your family. It's true. You know, you have these little humans that are relying on you and, you know, you have to provide for them. So some months are not good. And then what? <laughs> I remember 
last year december it was like my worst time ever financially where i had to think about can i even afford to give something for my kids on christmas a gift wow. you know and that really hit me hard put me down thinking okay you know this is not working out i should just walk away from it and and trying to build myself up from that has been hard you know there's always that doubt low self esteem mm-hmm. and you know if there's anything i learned from that process is just having a community that supports you like surrounding yourself with the right people your close friends need to be the people that motivate you to yeah. continue you know and if you don't have that i i only have that well that you know that support like recently but before that because i try to be friends with anyone and everyone that's my personality you know i surrounded myself with the wrong people and having them put negative words on me all the time started to affect me where it would affect my work and everything wow. around me so i had to take a step back and say okay i'm going to lose friends but it's okay mm-hmm. because i have new friends and these friends are going to help me grow and make me a better person So I think that's the important lesson for me in business. Now sometimes we think it's oh it's just you know it's friends or whatever. But yeah, it's it's looking at the bigger picture. And then another thing is just it's okay to make mistakes because you learn from it. Yeah, true. Um you know, I've done pitching competitions where I was horrible. <laughs> like or even done pitches with um you know, brands where I just I just didn't sell the product that I, like I supposed to. you know and i would forgive myself for it wow. because it happens you know you're not going to be your best at everything and you just have to learn from that and even if it's just going back and finding out what you did wrong or what you can improve from it's so important you know and using your time wisely i never used to do that i'd like watch tv you know shows wherever like in the car listen to radio and now i just listen to podcasts wow because that's my time to learn you know it's it's my me time and i need to use it wisely so now i wake up at 5am as well <laughs> where you know i just have more time for myself like you know focusing on doing some exercise meditation and just meditation growing myself yes mm. growing myself and i've seen such a big difference in my lifestyle and people around me can see it as well like Shan you've completely changed. Wow. Now I don't have as much time as I used to have to sit on social media and just scroll and look at everybody else's life where I'm busy building things, you know, focusing on next year while some people are still on this year, yeah. you know, and and thinking about the bigger picture. So if there's any advice you take from me today, it's just learn, teach mm-hmm. yourself, grow every day. You know, use your time wisely, because a lot of us don't. Now, with all that you've done, what would you say has been your biggest highlight? Oh, okay. So I think one of the biggest highlights for me, um, in my entrepreneurship career, there's actually a few. Mm-hmm. So when I was in primary school, I actually met Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix. I didn't know who he was then, <laughs> but. I met him and you know he did a talk at my school and then you know I I was part of a UNICEF program and that day he reminded me that I could be someone you know cuz my dad died when I was 8 so single mom yeah. you know she's trying to make ends meet and I just never had that motivation or someone to look up to that says you know Shan you can actually do something on your own mm. and having been part of that UNICEF program it it gave me the motivation i needed to think that i can actually you know build something one day so that was a big highlight for me meeting him because he made a, a real impact in my life and then last year i was in london for a month mm. um i was chosen to be part of an accelerator program and being in an unknown country it was my first time in london with 10 other entrepreneurs was one of the best times of my life i learned so much in that one month you know when it comes to pitching presentation you know how to carry yourself how to network you know it was just 
all about connecting with people mm. and it was exactly what I needed to, you know, to focus and to really think about what I want. Also to meet people from around the world and hear their stories. You know, now they are some of my best friends. Um, we still communicate, which is amazing. But it just opened me up to a whole new world. And I realized that, you know, Africa is a great place to start. Yeah. You know, I think we sometimes forget that we have so much to offer here. Because a lot of startups are like, no, I want to go to the US or the UK. But Africa is a great place to start. And we do have investors. You know, we have international investors that want to invest in Africa. But we just need to know how to connect and network with the right people. And I learned that last year about connecting with with the right people. And then, of course, this year, it was winning, well, being part of Forbes 30 Under 30. That was amazing. <laughs> the business category. <laughs> I saw the form and I told my husband, should I or shouldn't I? Because I always had this big dream mm -hmm. that I want to be in Forbes. And, you know, last year when I went to London, they featured me in an article. But I said, no, I really want to be part of the Forbes 30 Under 30 because that's been something on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'm ready this year. That's what I told myself, you know, and I told my husband, you can try, but, you know, I, I don't think much of it. So he applied for me and, you know, there was it's a, it's a long process mm. of, you know, how they do their selection. But when I got it, I was like, whoa, okay. This just reminded me that I am on the right path because I think sometimes we, we, we forget that. Yeah. You know, we doubt ourselves. Like, are you actually doing the right thing? You know, and that was just reassuring me that what I've done and what I am doing is I'm, I'm making an impact. I'm making some noise in my interest, industry that, you know, Forbes gave me that title. Mm -hmm. And having been in the 2019 class has been absolutely amazing because you can look at all the other winners, you know, being with them in the same room has just you know, reminded me how lucky I am to be where I am. And, you know, it's also reminded me that, yes, I'm climbing up the ladder, but it's an opportunity opportunity for me to take someone else's hand yes. and show them up as well. So, you know, everything that I've been through or I've learned, I'm always willing to teach. And I'm doing that via mom says, you know, with the the mompreneurs that we have that are building companies and have no idea where to start or how mm. to brand or how to build relationships. Now I work with a few of them where I teach them this. Now we have like weekly sessions where we just talk about, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, we do. So wow. it's, it's small now, but hopefully it'll grow. Mm. You know, we have sessions where we teach them about branding or marketing or social media tips and, they love it because you know it's it's engaging it's not just me we have a like a few of us that do it together it's a, a small community that we're building you know testing out this idea to see if this mm. is something moms would want mm. but yeah so i'm always willing to teach and i'm always willing to learn it's something that you've just mentioned right now where are you seeing social media go in a few years time as it was a tool for your business as well Social media will always be there. It's just going to be in different forms. Like right now, as we were discussing, TikTok is the big thing, yeah. you know. And I think if people get on it now, they would do really well mm. because it's growing and it's growing fast. Facebook will always be there. And for me, mo my moms hang out on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, it's just how you leverage it. And I think that's what some people forget, that even though you have a private uh, profile on Facebook, it's still kind of public, okay. especially if you're building a brand. You know, so having the right bio or featured images is so important because when people search for you now, you know, for a job or anything, they look at your social media profiles because they want to know how you behave, where you hang out, you know, who's your friends. And that is your new CV. True. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, these are the platforms that we use, we should be leveraging. You know, if there's if if you're building a brand or there's something that you wanna put out there, 
put it in your bio on your now facebook has that you know options where you can put certain things public do that you know leverage it as much as you can and link it back and that's what i've done with my personal profiles and mom says and i've noticed that i have some people that follow both accounts because they found me in one and they're like oh okay yeah. she's the founder you know yeah. go there so it's just leveraging what we have smartly and i think sometimes we forget that because we're like oh it's still my personal space but you're on the internet now and you know everywhere you comment or you know share something you're leaving a footprint behind so you have to think about that and how you can actually leverage that for your business so for me the biggest thing i've learned is networking on these social media platforms i've met some of my best friends on social media and you know just building that network has helped me get my funding um you know introduce me to new clients so use it for the right purposes you know I think that's great advice especially I also need that I don't know how to position myself there I'm just there <laughs> but yeah so getting into your motherhood journey I know that your platform is support to so many women out there mothers out there how has your own journey with motherhood changed you since your first child I think with my first child you know there's this perception out there you know even though we're in 2019 but a lot of people still think oh you should be at home with your kid you shouldn't be working like i used to travel a lot for work and i used to get quite a few comments from my my readers that would say but shan how can you leave your child mm. and go like how can you travel and i think that's the one thing i've learned from being a mom of one to being a mom of three is you have to focus on yourself and that's not being selfish you know yes your child is small but you don't want your child growing up and then hearing like oh mommy didn't do this because she was taking care of me and then the regret comes in you know my child has i would say been my biggest support and you know because of her i started my blog and now even she's my biggest cheerleader like before i leave the house she'll be like oh mom you look amazing or she'll be like she? she's seven oh. or she'll say no uh uh-uh, you can't go out with that outfit <laughs> please change it you know mm. and if she sees like articles about me and things she gets excited about it she's like oh mom is doing this and that so you know i think for moms we need to realize that we can be moms and business women you know we don't have to be one or the other we can do both we we live in in 2019 where we multitask you know kids are still being fed still getting love and attention and we can still focus on ourselves and for me the biggest regret was am i spending enough time with my kids but then i thought about it i'm like would my daughter actually want me to spend an hour with her but in that hour half an hour I'm on facebook or whatever you know instead of spending half an hour good quality time with her you know and just focusing on her and that's what i do now you know on on weekends it's i try as much as possible to not work so i spend that quality time with them where they know okay mommy is just focusing on me you know we have day outs where it's just dedicated to one child mm-hmm. so we have that one on one with them like you know during the week perhaps like would take my son to mm. you know say okay it's your day pick what do you want to do and they're like okay we want to go for ice cream we're going to play or the zoo whatever and that's just his day mm. so once a month they know they have their days and then they have the family time but during the week you know mommy is working and and she has to do this and you know this is mommy's dreams so having that understanding um has been you know good for me personally because now my daughter's at an age where she can understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and she sees me as a role model you yeah. know cuz mommy has three kids but mommy's still you know making money and 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 doing something and building something and and that's the type of role model I want to be to my kids and i mean if you want to be a stay at home mom do it it's amazing you know it's, it's I, I, it's an amazing thing to just be with your kids and do you know don't have to worry about anything else. But a lot of us can't do that, and because- that's why motherhood is different <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. a lot of us have that mindset where we want to do something extra, 
And I think it's just about how you use your time, uh, you know, wisely. And now I have no regrets of, of where I am, you know, no mom guilt because that's even better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that, that has been a process for me. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a journey mm. from going from one child to the third one and actually, you know, allowing myself to do what I do because I think you know everyone just tells you what you should be doing as a mom and what's right exactly mm. but sometimes actually 99% of the time non-medical <laughs> you know best mm. you know best for your family you know what's working for your kids and you work around that you know even I mean I work sometimes till 2 in the morning because I have to do that you know I have deadlines but I don't want to take that into my family time so I have to work overtime. But it's just about balancing things out. And yeah, that's my advice. What would you say is your biggest and honest mom lesson that you've had? Mom lesson. Mm. So when my middle child was six months old, I went to the US. And at that time, you know, I was thinking twice about him. Like, should I? Shouldn't I? And everyone told me don't. He's six months old. How can you leave him and travel overseas? You know, and when I went there the first week, majority of the time I was just cried because I'm like, I Aww. did the wrong thing. I shouldn't, shouldn't be here, Aww. you know. But then I came back home and he was absolutely fine. He hugged me. He played with me. You know, he, he knew who mommy was. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew who I was, was. And I think the biggest lesson I've learned there is just having a community that you can trust you know having support within the family is so important especially if you're an entrepreneur because sometimes these people would have to take care of your kids so I'm very grateful that I have my cousin who lives with me you know she takes care of the kids during the week Okay. Even sometimes when I'm you coming. said you're homeschooling them. No, oh, I'm not. Okay. But she's she's with them, like my okay. cousin, and then my mom also lives with me. Okay. So that having that support system allows me to do what I want. You know, then I can travel and not have that mom guilt thinking about is my child okay or not because I know my child is fine. Okay. You know, and I think the lesson there was trust. Trust is so important. Sometimes it's hard for us to let go, but we should trust family members, you know, because they will be there to support you. Mm-hmm. We can't do everything on our own. As much as we try and do everything on our own. We can't. We can't. <laughs> and we need that support. Yeah. For me, that's why it's just having a good tribe support system that will help you there during that time. And um, yeah, mom guilt sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> my gosh, it does. That's my biggest <sighs> lesson. It sucks. I, I I went through postnatal depression after my second, you know, and that was a very scary, bad time for me because I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. I was embarrassed to talk about it to family because what would they say? Like, mm. why why are you depressed, Shan? Like, you know, would you, they even understand? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And actually, you know, not talking about it made things worse because I was just denying what I was going through. You know, I tried to pretend everything was okay and I became this frustrated person that would be frustrated with my kids. You know, I ended up shouting them and like pushing them away and and then I was like, no, I have to do something about it. You know, and I just started talking to a close friend and and it started helping like having someone to talk to as a mom it's always yeah you need that like 2am friend (laughs) that's gonna be there to listen to whatever you're going through now to close up this conversation when do I join the conversation wow it's almost (laughs) over you should know that uh, she brings in the Forbes 30 and the 30 for whatever Yes, she did. You ask her about what's your favorite uh, color. I said, see, when I was Forbes in the 30, I always loved blue. You know, that's the thing. Because he's Forbes, what? Under, I'm, I'm, I'm Forbes 30 over 40. Yeah. yeah. He made that list. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he had to feature me. So you recently turned 29, right? Yeah. What would you say was your most proud thing that you did in your 20s? And how are you celebrating your last year in your 20s? Oh, wow. That's interesting because... 
for my birthday, I met up with a few friends and I had a bit of a crying session and they thought I was overreacting. <laughs> I said, because I'm turning 29, you know, 30 is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like a big change going from 20 to 30. Um, Because you don't know what I expect. I don't know. Everyone says 30s are the best. So I'm hoping that's true. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Um, But yeah, I think I'm, you know, for me personally, I'm proud that I was able to build something in my 20s. You know, being a young mom, I I got married at 20, became a first-time mom at 21. But yeah, so... 20s were really good for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think I've, I've got everything I wanted and even more. So now on my, my 30s, I can just focus on, on building my empire. You know, my kids are getting big and uh, we're in a good place. I'm growing with them, you know. So I'm, I'm loving it. I, I don't have any regrets for my 20s. I'm just looking forward to the 30s and whatever they bring. But yeah, it's, it's been a good interesting journeys i think in certain situations i had to grow faster than i should have especially being in business from a young age so i would say like around 16 i had my first company you know and i had to grow up quite quickly then because when you closing deals mm-hmm. you have to be mature even though you're 16 <laughs> so yeah it was you know i grew up fast but then I also took a pause and after my kids now, I'm like, okay, mom needs a momcation. She needs some time with friends. Yes. <laughs> so going about backwards. Yeah, okay. but it's been good. But I'd want to ask you still, how do you define success for yourself? I find that people define it differently. That is a good question. I think success for me is being in a good place, as in being happy with where you are. And being fulfilled. You know, they say when, I don't know, when you're in business or an entrepreneur, you feel like you need to fuel yourself until you get there where you just, you feel like, okay, I'm full now. You know, they always talk about, oh, I'm I'm running empty, whatever. And success is when you feel that fulfillment, you know, you won't have that, okay, now I have to go to work. I have to do this or whatever. But you're just happy with where you are. And when you talk about your business, you light up. Yeah. And that's how I feel right now. I, I feel that. mom says you, baby, and I has been success for me. And my kids have played a big role in that. And so does my husband. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's my co-founder. So, you know, no matter what happens from now... You know, this part, this, I think the last two years has been my success. Yeah. What would you say to advise someone who wants to venture into creating something that's new in the market? I think it's important that you know your numbers. Okay. Know what you're getting into. Because a lot of times, you know, we try and pitch something but we have no idea about the market that we're getting into. Mm. Now, don't just Google stuff. Do your research, you know, meet people, meet people every day, talk to people every day, have your stats so you have that backed up because that's what people want to know. Yeah, It's all nice talking about all the lovely stuff, but let's get down to business, you know, know your numbers, do your research, who you getting involved with, who you're talking to, like how you did. (laughs) Very well done. Um, and also network. I think we forget how important networking is. You know, it's for me, it has been brilliant. Um, even if you have to approach someone on social media, do it. Mm. You know, build that network that can help you and introduce you to other people. Also be seen in places like if you're invited to an event, which Go is for it. I need to learn doing. <laughs> yes. Carry business cards, you know, yeah. network. And please do email the person the next day to remind them who you are because sometimes they won't email first. Mm. So for me, it's always important to try and get the addresses instead of me giving them mine because people forget, yeah. you know. So you got to make that 
statement or you know has they say that that first impression mm. that they will remember you and i think the biggest thing for me is just using your time wisely and surrounding yourself with the right people will help you get where you want okay and now the last one you deal with a lot of mom entrepreneurs and um mom influencers um for moms who wish to get into the space of mom entrepreneurs and uh, mom influencer but feel overwhelmed ne what would be your advice to them especially those who feel overwhelmed but do want to get into the space i think there's a lot of information out there now you know so you can teach yourself about the industry like youtube is a great place to learn yeah you know learn about the industry what's doing well what you need to have there's a lot of bloggers or business people that are also doing workshops is it true that blogging is actually dying <laughs> a lot of people say that i guess in a way it is cuz okay. let's think about it do you read as much blogs as you should I love reading. So okay, so you yeah. do. Okay. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't. A lot of times I actually go on my Instagram or Facebook and read the captions. Mm. You know, so people have been doing like the mini blogs blogs on these okay. platforms now. And of course, TikTok is in there as well, oh. but that's more video content. <laughs> okay. Um I wouldn't say it's dying right now mm. because, you know, my stats tells me otherwise because people are always looking for information i think it's just how they digest that information so blog has turned into something more now it's vlogs mm. you know it's podcasts so it's just in another form but the content will always be there it's just what people have different preferences okay. today you know and i think if you're going to do a thousand word article it might be harder to get a good amount of traffic than 500 words so you got to be smart because once again you're taking up people's time yeah so how do you provide the best content you know in a specific time period so i wouldn't say blogging's dying right now but in the next couple of years it might be even different okay something might take over maybe perhaps. yes yeah and i think podcast is the the next big thing like everyone listens to podcast now it's growing mm. in Woo-hoo. south africa yay <laughs> <laughs> all right ishane thank you so much for actually coming to do this podcast with me and sharing your story pleasure thank you so much i do hope that inspires people there and the information that you shared actually with me as well i i did learn something from it oh that's thank amazing thank you so much thank you hey journeyers thank you so much for listening to this episode of the journey and earth podcast Yeah, every listener who tunes in to listen is never taken for granted. I appreciate every single one of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to help the podcast continue bringing you incredible guests by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. You can also share the podcast with your friends and family who may need the message from this episode. If you have a guest or a topic in mind that you would like to suggest with us, hit us up on Instagram page. Our handle is the journey unearthed. Until next time, keep on seeking and finding the things that ignite you. Keep on journeying, you journeyers. Chat to you soon. Bye.